This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I know I said good morning earlier. I'm excited that you guys are here and joining. Are you joining for the first time? (laughs) Can't thank you enough. Cannot thank you enough. Um, But I thank you only because it took effort to even get this far. And you searched us out. And you found us. And let me be the first to roll out a welcome mat for you and say, um, you have a space here. Uh, This may not be the space for you every week or all the time. or uh, So I invite you to come in and go whenever you please. But I do want to allow and open and hold that space for you and say, you have a space here. Um, and I thank you for it. So that's why I'm thanking you out the door. Boom. It took effort to even get here. You had to search something and find something because either someone told you or you caught whiff of it, you clicked on it, had to let it load or whatever you did. And you got here. Look, you're already resilient. You found it. (laughs) So thank you. And, and for, and for my people, my people, good people. Yeah. Y'all the one. The, the people tuning in every week. Do you know what we are doing out here? You just have no idea, do you? I mean, I know you don't see it, but I can see it behind the scenes. And y'all are fanning the flames. And I appreciate you for that. But more than appreciate, we are, we like, listen, we are in the trenches together. And we climb through these things together. And we talk about it. And I know that you guys are sending love on a weekly basis. And I can't say enough. I can't say enough. I mean, good grief. I could be sitting here four years in with just 40 plays. That would be terrible. But, you know, I, 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 that could be the case. And that certainly isn't our case. So, again, y'all are out there fanning flames. And uh, I'm a big advocate of that. And you guys don't know how much that means. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you guys continue to do on a weekly basis. And I know that I give it my uh, I know there's some weeks where I could afford to do better. I'm not exempt from that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, but you know, again, when we show up and do the best that we can, sometimes that's all we can do. And, uh, we'll talk about that too. Wow. I'm just getting all types of good nuggets from just this little setup. But if you're tuning in for the first time, and if you don't know, this podcast was created. I'm Jay-Z, your gracious hostess. And this podcast was created to help give peaceful yet positive perspective to help you get through your week. Um, And this week, we're going to talk about that perspective thing or perceptions. Um, And and, and the reason why this this podcast was created and delivered is because there are daily, weekly, monthly challenges that we are all faced with on a regular basis that can potentially become barriers and barriers. Do I take on every battle that I face or how do I navigate through this in a way that still gives me peaceful and positive perspective to move forward, to keep going on whatever that goal is, whatever that vision is, or whatever that, 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 that idea is. And essentially 
it boils down to matters of head and the matters of the heart. Hence the midweek muscle we come to you in the middle of the week to give you perspective, to battle those challenges of the head and the heart for those obstacles you face in your daily life. So again, thank you for joining and uh, let's jump right in. So um, good people, get out there and vote. Democracy is one of the best things that we can do to exercise our uh, voices uh, and and express our citizenship and, and, and the things that we want. Um, I haven't really been talking about it a lot because honestly, the rate at which the ads are coming in politically right now on the national scale is exponential. And it like, I can't even sit down in peace without an attack ad showing up, but just know that no matter what attack ad that's hitting your airwaves, that one, it is targeted. So it's important for you to know that through some algorithm out there, you were designed to receive it. And just know that through whatever attack ad message that you see, the purpose of it is to incite fear or disdain. And again, you were targeted and that's that. I don't put out many messages to vote uh, because I know that we're, we're getting those messages on a regular basis. And the hardest part about it all is what, what do you even believe in? You know, pick the, pick the thing that's nearest and dearest to your heart and what is your stance on it? And, and, and maybe find someone that aligns with you. I, I don't know that there's an easier way. Um, uh, there's nothing simple about politics. We know that. So <laughs> I don't even know if that's good advice. So uh, this is exactly why I don't have a political podcast, right? Um, because there's arguments on both sides, but anyways, I digress. If you want your voice to be heard, go vote, but not just in the national stuff, y'all like keep that same energy for the local stuff too, because I'm pretty sure there are things on the local level that could impact you a great deal that you're not even aware of. And it's just bypassing you because you're not even aware of it. Um, like free stuff or community events that can gain you access into grant money for your business or whatever that looks like. Things are happening at the community level, but you have to be involved there the same way you're involved with the national stuff. So get out there and go vote. Next, I will say this. Sometimes we have to make trade-offs and that's okay. Sometimes you have to prioritize and reprioritize the priority. And that's okay. Um, this week, I just want to jump in and talk about, uh, I don't really want to talk about failure as much as I want to talk about the perceptions thing. So <clears throat> my little nugget around failure this week is trying to encourage this concept at home. Now, if you're the only one at home, try to think about this concept in, in how it affects your space right now. But if you have other people in your home with you or littles with you, um, try to encourage it with them too. Like how to look at failure. Now there's books out and one that I have subscribed to uh, as it pertains to failure is Dr. Carol Dweck. Um, and she has this book, it's called The Growth Mindset. I've it, About two years ago, two seasons ago, I read a few snippets out of this uh, mindset 
book that was really incredible and it was really good to hear um, how this idea of failure can shift our behaviors. Oh, wait, I thought personalities were the only, personality assessments were the only thing that did that. No, your idea of failure <laughs> uh, can can uh, influence how you behave and how you move. Uh, and so again, try to encourage this concept of failure at all. That is not some evil thing. Um, you know, I think the thing that I will say about this just quickly so we can move on because I'm already at the eight minute mark is that it's not the failure. That's the disappointing thing. It's the lack of effort or resourcefulness that contributed to the failure. It's not the failure that creates the disappointment. It's the lack of energy, effort, and resourcefulness that contributed to it. So again, I think we're in, I think it's okay to say that we're in a time where attention spans are super short and it just, anything that you see behind a screen, because it's important to address what, how that's impacting us too. We only see the finished product once it makes it to the screen. And it's crazy because that's all we are doing anymore is behind a screen. And so we see the finished product of someone's glory. We see the finished product of someone's idea. We see the finished product of a production and your mind has a crazy way of just kind of attaching to that instant gratification. But all we're seeing is the finished product. We're not seeing the countless jobs that went into the finished product. And again, some of us know that like, oh my gosh, there's so many jobs behind small productions. Even, even if, um, like a quick YouTuber, there's still a production behind that YouTuber, it may be all handled by one or two people or maybe a team of three. But at the end of the day, we're still only getting the final product. And so that instant gratification that we that we align with, even though we know there are other jobs behind the scenes, we kind of take that snapshot and compare it to what we have going on right here. And it's not apples to apples. Because you're you're comparing your work in progress to a finished product. And that's just not fair to do. You're comparing your work in progress to someone's finished product. That's not fair to do. Now, now I will say this. It's okay. It's okay to fail. It's, it's not okay to not at least try. It's early. Let me rephrase that. It's okay to fail as long as you work hard and learn what could be done differently? I can go on forever about this idea of failure and what it even means to me, but I'm going to stop right here because I have to move forward. Now, I, I don't worry, good people. I'll revisit back to this idea. I promise you I will. But I think the whole reason why I brought up the failure thing is because of the perception, right? Perceptions can become your reality. And we have to be careful because perceptions can disconnect us from the possibilities of our reality. Now, that was so eloquently placed in my lap uh, when I was uh, planning for uh, a presentation last week. And I just, I was so enthralled. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to 
and I told this person, I'm going to use this. This is excellent. This is amazing. And got permission, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I probably need to have this person on the show at some point. Yes, I'll get my life together. Remember, I have to change my process. I told you that, whatever. Anyways, um, but you're like, okay, what perceptions can distort us from the possibility of our reality? Okay, let me let me go here. Uh, when I was in retail, I have a little story. When I was in retail uh, and I and I gained or acquired my first store, um, yes, general manager for the first time, y'all... <laughs> I have been in way too many sleepless holiday seasons where you bust your tail for a customer just to give you the business. Okay. So that's why I have special love that goes out to my holiday people starting around this time. So anyways, um, I, I had a boss who came in and her boss was coming in to visit her and she said, Okay, tell me what you're doing with your business. And I'm like, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and, and I'm doing this and, you know, I'm coming in late and I'm stay, I'm coming in early and I'm staying late and I'm doing all of these things, right? I was all over the place. Tasmanian devil. Boom. I'm telling her everything that I'm doing. She said, I don't care. Oh, wait, what? She said, I don't care. The story that you're telling me is that you're the only one doing everything, which we know you work hard. As a matter of fact, we know you can do all of those things. That's why you were given this role, because it's not about you. It's about what your team knows how to do when you're not there. You want to train your team up so they can run without you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like the bomb dropped. And I felt some type of way for real. I was like, oh my God, how dare she come against me and tell me that I'm not doing it right. You know, that's that millennial spirit. Go millennials. It's okay. We all got it. Uh, How's she going to tell me? Like, I just, I I was in my feels. I will fast forward to say that that is a nugget of advice that I have held with me every single step of the way. That moment changed my perception of what it meant to be a good team leader. It's not about everything of what I know. It's about putting my team on. And and that single-handedly, that little piece of advice shifted the entire trajectory of my career because I went on and did several other really cool things after that um, uh, within the same company and under the same boss too. So it wasn't like I was just like mad and just quit. No, that's not what happened. I worked on it. Um, and so... I talk about it from the retail perspective, but I also want to talk about it from the restaurant perspective because y'all yet again, just like the sleepless holiday seasons uh, that retail workers go through and with floor sets and making it a magical Christmas wonderland for you, the same exists in the restaurant industry where you're busting your butt and you're for real busting your tail on creating that magical dining experience just for somebody to leave you one penny as a tip, right? From that customer that thought they were teaching you a lesson. When in reality, it wasn't a lesson. As a matter of fact, that customer leaving that one cent tip if that's the most passive and the most aggressive 
sort of thing you can do to somebody. And I'm learning this as I go. Like, I get it. I get why people do it. And I understand the the point that they're trying to make. But again, perception. Little did they know is that that lack of tip with a nice, nasty note, in my reality, that didn't help me. That little nasty note didn't help me. As a matter of fact, it was a, a kick in the teeth. It was a smack in the face. It was a brick in the face and it hurt real bad. Why? Because of the sheer mental gymnastics that you're doing to make sure that things are timed out accurately, to make sure that the food isn't coming out one on top of the other, to make sure that they're being checked on and make sure the drinks are full, to do that with multiple tables, to try to engage them in gentle conversation, to try to make sure that they're they're having a good time, to 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 try to shuffle all of these things even when someone else in the line messes up that isn't even related to your job, i.e. the kitchen, i.e. the prep. I eat so many people in the restaurant ordered that same thing and now they're out of it. There's so many variables, right? And you're managing that on the fly. This wasn't planned. You're managing it on the fly with multiple others of guests. So the sheer amount of mental gymnastics that go into occurring, uh, that are occurring to time those things out right, to deliver them right, to clean up right, and still not get tipped, that's a big blow. And you're just trying to feed your family on minimum wage, right? So less than minimum wage. I don't know what it is now. It's been a minute. But I, I like when that has ever happened to me, I, I would be angry, right? But then really what was behind the anger was sadness that that person couldn't see that sheer amount of everything else going behind the scenes. And versus, you know, uh, maybe a meal coming out late or incorrect, uh, and that it, it really, maybe it was a error on your behalf, but if you owned up to it, they know, uh, but sometimes you just try to save face and say, you know, I'll work to make it right. And you still get left a zero or one cent tip. Do I feel better about this? No, I'm using it as an example, right? So I shared all of this because, Your perception of what's going on is the reality of how you understand what's going on. And yes, in the, in the, in the customer seat, when you're waiting, that five minutes feels really long because you're just waiting. You're not doing anything else. It may not feel long now because we have electronics and cell phones or whatever, but maybe it does still feels like a really long time. And, and maybe your waitress or waiter forgot, but maybe they didn't. But anyways, many times over, and this is a point that I'm really getting to many times over, the situation might be bigger than what you perceive it to be. It's just not, it's it's not, I'm sorry to say, but it's just not that serious of a personal attack against you or your family. This many times often it is way bigger than you. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of reading and getting wisdom and acquiring wisdom from many different places. And, um, again, talking about nuggets or little gems that change your life. And this had been in my atmosphere for a long time until at 27, it hit me like a ton of bricks when I was working through a really hard situation at work was, uh, from the four agreements is, uh, by Don Miguel Ruiz. And it's a uh, Toltec, 
Toltec wisdom book. And uh, I've mentioned it on the cast a lot of times. I know I have. I had to have. But there's four agreements. And the one is simply this idea. Nothing that anyone ever does to you is simply because of you. They're operating on the basis of their reality and what they're going through. That changed my mind on a lot of things. Like if somebody's being mean to me, mm -mm, that ain't me. That's something they're going through. Mm -mm, They ain't coming at me reckless. That's something they're going through. They're getting pressure from somewhere else. Mm -mm, That ain't me. They're, they're, they're just, they're, they're doing something, especially when you've done nothing wrong. Now, if I've done something wrong and you're approaching me and correcting me in the direction of, of this is how we get it better. And this is how we get it right. Then I'm all for it. Right. I'm not saying "Mm -mm, that ain't me. Like I own that, but The way how people treat you almost isn't truly because of you. It's because of what they're experiencing or going through. Well, what if they're going through a great time? Great. They're going to treat you great. If, if, if that exchange is mutual, right? Um, they're going to be more patient with you if that exchange isn't so mutual, right? Um, because they're balanced and they know, but if not, then you know that there's something else that they're going through and they're bringing, they're taking it out on you. And that's just an unfortunate reality. But I also think in some situations, you have to be careful of what your perceptions bring to you because they can also disconnect us from the perceptions of our reality. Even in the tiniest of exchanges, a couple of episodes ago, I spoke about turn your conversations in the capital. Because it can be just that simple or complicated. I don't, I don't know what your conversation is, but it can unlock new experiences for you. Small conversation can unlock new experiences. Did you know that they're having a, 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 a waiver to come on down and join a fitness center for free because of how COVID interrupted? Da, 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 da. Did you know that they're giving away free X, Y, and Z because of X, Y, and Z. Did you know that they're giving away grant money for, for entrepreneurs who have at least one fan, uh, one employee? Uh, they're allowing you to keep them on payroll for X, Y, and Z. Again, that money has run out and we're still waiting on the new re- response, right? That's why I say go vote. Um, but a conversation can unlock a new experience and I am a direct recipient of that advice. And, and like just like those little 2D games, like in the early 90s or the late 90s, early 2000s, when you play like Mario or Zelda or something, um, it's, it's the same thing, right? When you, when you want to hurry up and play or you want to hurry up and battle, but there's little, little people, weird people sitting off to the side or the old wizard that has all the advice in the shop, but you bypass all that wonderful knowledge that's being dropped in the, in the game because you want to hurry up and play. And you're missing out the the experiences that you can unlock if you just paid attention to the conversations, if you just expanded your perception a little bit so that you can take the fullness of your reality and make it work for you. Uh, Because then again, that failure thing doesn't seem so bad when you're learning things along the way. Um, Good people, I have um, this little snip from Oprah that 
it is directly related to what we're talking about today. And I love Oprah. I'm an Oprah household. Um, and I'd love to just expose you to this really quick because I can't hear it enough. Um, and I'm going to end on this segment because this is just, it's just dope enough to not have any words after that. So good people. I love you. I thank you. Stay on for another two minutes to listen to this little snip from Oprah and she's going to lead us out. And for that, let's make it a great week. And as always, let's go. As a human being, I just want to end with this. There are no mistakes. There really aren't any because you have a supreme destiny when you're in your little mind, in your little personality mind where you're not centered you really don't know who you are, that you come from something greater and bigger and that we really all are the same. When you don't know that, you get all flustered. You get stressed all the time, wanting something to be what it isn't. There is a supreme moment of destiny calling on your life. Your job is to feel that, to hear that, to know that. And sometimes when you're not listening, you get taken off track. You get in the wrong marriage, the wrong relationship, you take the wrong job. Yeah, but it's all leading to the same path. There are no wrong paths. There are none. There's no such thing as failure, really, because failure is just that thing trying to move you in another direction. So you get as much from your losses as you do from your victories, because the losses are there to wake you up. The losses are to say, fool. That is why you go to school. (laughs) So that CBS can call you. So when you understand that, you don't allow yourself to be completely thrown by a grade or by a circumstance because your life is bigger than any one experience. And if I had, I always ask people on Super Soul Sunday to tell me, what would you say to your younger self? Every person says in one form or another, I would have said, Relax, relax. It's going to be okay. It really is going to be okay. Because even if you're on a detour right now, and and that's how you know when you're not at ease with yourself, when you're feeling like, that is the cue that you need to be moving in another direction. Don't let yourself get all thrown off, continue to be thrown off course. When you're feeling off course, that's the key. How do I turn around? So when everybody was talking about, when I started this network, if I had only known, good Lord, how difficult it would be. Um, The way through the challenge is to get still and ask yourself, what is the next right move? Not think about, oh, I got all of this. What is the next right move? And then from that space, make the next right move and the next right move, and not to be overwhelmed by it because you know your life is bigger than that one moment. You know you're not defined by what somebody says is a failure for you because failure is just there to point you in a different direction.